0: Let's be clear about this. Everyone on Ben Charrington's roster is available always, and no one is untouchable. Also, and related, water is wet. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, right where you found this. With Major League Baseball's general managers having their annual meeting this week out in Carlsbad, California, so also convenes a handful of national baseball writers, the kind who would be invested in covering such an event, meaning it pertains to the handful of markets who actually participate in free agency and stuff like that. And as such, names will pop up anytime writers get together, anytime GMs get together, and anytime, especially the winter meetings convene, meaning the main ones next month, and you have everybody under one gigantic roof in some megalopolis hotel, you will have trade speculation. And when you have trade speculation, you will have the pirates involved in it every single time from the pure selling standpoint and getting absolutely nothing back. Because that is the perception that exists of Pittsburgh and all similar markets in baseball among that group of writers that is covering that event. And allow me, please, to draw a distinction here between the GM meetings, which are very sparsely covered, and again, only by either the national writers or just a tiny handful of local reporters from the very, very biggest markets. The reason for that is They're the only places that would care. This isn't a matter of budgetary or whatever. If I thought there was something for DK Pittsburgh Sports to gain, for example, from the GM's meetings, I would send Alex Stumpf, our beat writer, out to Carlsbad, California. Instead, I'm sending him to Bradenton in the coming week because the Pirates have some instructional ball going on and some access to some prospects who actually mean something toward the future of this franchise. Nothing that happens in Carlsbad will affect the Pirates. Oh. And by the way, that includes any and all nonsense that comes out of those meetings that's related to the Pirates. Yesterday, depending on which reports you read, which reporters you trust, which ones you don't trust, various things emerged regarding Brian Reynolds, Jacob Stallings, the list will go on. It won't end. It doesn't mean a thing. It means that those reporters are looking at the needs of the handful of teams that they see as mattering and saying, hmm, this team needs a center fielder. What does Pittsburgh have? Oh, Pittsburgh has a center fielder. Pittsburgh doesn't need a center fielder. Why would they want a center fielder? Years from now, they'll have to pay this guy. So you throw the Pittsburgh name out there And you know that you're going to get very little blowback because the Pirates fan base isn't that large. And when you float it out there, it seems wholly plausible to everyone who reads it. In fact, if you ever look at the replies on social media to some of these reports, the speculation that comes from fans about the players that will be sent back to Pittsburgh is literally laughable. Why? Because they think so little of the Pirates as an organization and Pittsburgh as a market. It's the ultimate case of media pandering, meaning it's the extreme. You're taking a situation that even though you know it's not true, it's not accurate, and it's not going to happen, you throw the red meat into the cage and watch everybody go running toward it. I'm not guessing at this. I wish I was making this up. I wish there were more integrity in the profession than there actually is. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, home of steak on a stone, home of very good people, home of an excellent atmosphere in which to watch sports with your friends or to make new friends. Check out North Shore Tavern directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. Brian Reynolds is absolutely available via trade. Jacob Stallings, Brian Hayes, everybody is absolutely available via trade. You know why? Because everyone always is. With the most minute exception in all of professional sports. There is no such thing as an untouchable player. Fans use the terminology casually as if it exists like everywhere, as if every GM has a list of seven or eight untouchables. They don't. I've never encountered a GM who has said to me, that a player is absolutely no-go, untouchable. The closest anyone's come of the teams that I cover to fitting that is the one you'd be guessing, and that's Sidney Crosby with the Penguins. But I can tell you all the different times... (laughs) <laughs> that Ray Shiro, Jim Rutherford, and Ron Hextall would think to themselves or even say out loud that Crosby's untouchable. And then I can also tell you that if the Edmonton Oilers called and said, hey, we'll give you Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl for Sid, <laughs> that Sid would be gone in two seconds. Okay? There's no such thing as an untouchable. There's no such thing as declaring someone internally Externally, meaning publicly, or to other teams as untouchable. So even if you hear reports related to Reynolds, Hayes, Stallings, top prospects, whatever it is, and even if that report is legitimate, that let's say the Dodgers or the Yankees expressed interest or reached out to inquire. I'm giving you some of the more common phrases that get used. With Pittsburgh, it doesn't mean that the pirates are even in the solar system of considering such a thing. It means that somebody's doing their due diligence, and in turn, Charrington and his staff are doing their due diligence. You listen on players all the time. You do that if you're a good GM. Would it make the fans feel more at peace if they knew that Reynolds was 1000% untouchable? Yes. Is that an unfortunate part of the business for the fans, for the player himself? Sure. But this player's not going anywhere. Understand this. When it comes to Reynolds specifically, because again, he just had the big season and and that's the one that's going to come up the most often. To get something back for Reynolds, you have to look at where he ranked in Major League Baseball right now, meaning in 2021. You'd have to look at the fact that the Pirates have four more years of control of this player at an affordable rate. And then you'd have to look at what it would take to talk them out of keeping this player and make a move that they know would be spectacularly unpopular. This would not be like some of the others that people might be tempted to compare it to. This would be complete forfeiture in the eyes of the Pittsburgh fan base no matter who they got back. I mean, other than a handful of people who are really, really into diehard stats and everything else, who'd be able to look at a prospect and say, wow, this prospect is great. What a great trade for the pirates. You're talking about five or six people maybe, okay, in all of Western Pennsylvania. The rest of them will want to set the building on fire. So you've got to take all of these things into consideration and then realize that there are varying definitions the term untouchable. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for just one question. And today's J one he comes from Chandler who asks, wonder If you can identify areas where Bob Nutting would be allowed to make public comments on the topic of the salary cap, I'm thinking, possibly incorrectly, that all owners are essentially on gag orders from MLB for the next few months during negotiations. I could see the owners talking amongst themselves, but publicly, Rob Manfred is their collective voice to be heard. Chandler, this is a fair and... Accurate counter to something I've brought up here on the show the last couple of days in which I've parenthetically challenged nutting to be more vocal, more demonstrative. I've probably used stronger language than that on this subject. And you are right that owners are held in line. The fine for speaking up, for really, you know, being specific and getting into labor issues, and it's something that all owners obviously agree to since they employ the commissioner, has been as much as a million dollars in various sports. National Football League, National Hockey League, and Major League Baseball hasn't been an exception. You do have to have a single voice, you can't be sending mixed messages, and worst of all, you can't be presenting a non-united front. It's not just a sign of weakness, it is weakness whenever it comes to negotiating with a steadfast, strong entity like the Major League Baseball Players Association. So, I will amend what I'm saying based on on what you offer here, because you're correct, and say instead that nutting needs to be, as you seem to be suggesting yourself here, as visible, as vocal, and as passionate as humanly possible behind the scenes to the other owners, to the various lawyers that are involved in this and most prominently to Manfred himself. There needs to be an understanding that not just Pittsburgh, not just the Pirates, but all of these markets matter, and that's, that's where you get your strength, not by focusing on yourself, but maybe even by getting others to go along with you. You know, get other teams, including teams that have been successful in the standings, but have to go through all kinds of hoops to achieve it, like the Rays, like the Brewers, like the Marlins, and say, hey, we feel like we've got some pretty good, smart, ambitious, inventive, imaginative people running our organizations, but their hands are tied. They're playing a different game than the ones that the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox are playing. They're playing a different game. They're playing by different rules. And that's not right. Do that. Because what ends up happening when you talk about individual settings, especially if you're nutting and the perception is borderline universal that all you're doing is taking all this money and running off to seven springs with it, you have to get others into the mix. You have to unite. Now, the reason... Chandler, to swing back to the original thing, that I'm skeptical on this front related to Nutting is that he's been way too close to the commissioner for way too long, not least of which was hiring Frank Coonley right out of the commissioner's office. I mean, there was a virtual bleeping liaison to the commissioner. Coonley worked pretty much at the next desk figuratively speaking, from Manfred under Bud Selig. That's way too tidy for me. Also, in that same scenario, I don't see Bob as being that type of personality, and this actually isn't a criticism. We are who we are. We can't manufacture our personalities. We can't become something that we aren't. We can't force it. I've not seen him to be that guy, that forceful, energetic, passionate guy when it comes to this subject. What I have seen and heard from Bob, including in our own interviews that we've done one-on-one, is an emphatic backing of Manfred. He has brought up what a spectacular job Manfred's doing when that never even came up in the question. Meaning Manford himself never came up in the question. It'll just be Rob Banford. What a great job he's doing. And that has me uneasy. I say this all the time. Bob Nutting is very, very much worth criticizing as an owner. It's just that most people criticize the wrong things. What the Pirates need, what the 136-year-old Pittsburgh baseball club needs as an institution right now as a fighter, I don't think they have one. I don't think they have one. Would love to be wrong on this. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, not just today, but all week long. We'll be back with another one on Monday.